Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Exploring and expanding the consciousness. Learning from each other. We discuss and explore our journeys of spiritual development. You are now tuned in to the Full Circle Frequency. Welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. I'm Phil. Um, I haven't got Julie or Glenn with me this evening, so we're recording an extra slice of the podcast. Um, I have a very special guest with me this evening. Um, as you can see on screen already, uh, welcome Tobias Matthew, um, self-healing coach. Uh, Tobias, you're based in, in the UK, in Leeds? Yes, yeah, up in Leeds, yeah. So quite local, really, quite local to us. Yeah, I don't actually, I'm actually not too sure where you're based. We're just in Nottingham, so, you... so uh, not, oh, not far okay. down the M1, really. Yeah, not too um, far. I'm more uh, Chesterfield. Okay, where. yeah, yeah, so, uh, oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, so thank you so much for agreeing to coming on and recording um, an episode with us. It's uh, exciting to have you on, because I've seen, I've seen the work that you do on on TikTok and on Instagram and the videos that you put out. And so the, the insightful videos that you put out, and they're, they're, they're so inspiring to listen to. So, so oh. really well done with that. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's really good to be here. Um, I'd like to ask you, before we get into that, I'd like to ask you about your beginning and your own spiritual path, your own awakening. What, 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 where did, when did that awakening for you happen? Yeah. But, you know, for me, I think like like many people, I, I, I'm on that wave of COVID. <laughs> it was it was the COVID awakening. Yeah. Um, and I think I think there's many of us. I have to admit, where you know it, it was it was that that first lockdown, living alone, you know, by myself, not seeing another person for for three months really, other than through the through the checkout screens uh, as the and just not looking after myself um you know not really knowing how to be honest not knowing how to look after myself and I, I was drinking drinking to cope smoking weed to cope you know just not 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 taking care of my mental health at all and just really spiraled um you know into a state of of, of depression anxiety i mean i was pretty paranoid as well uh, i remember it was just um I mean, it, is, it seems like such a long time ago now because so much has happened. But, but um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was that that kind of brought it about. And then having a – I'm kind of changing the language I use now here to a breakthrough, but I suppose it was a breakdown, you know, when I, I met some yeah. friends towards the end of that, those three months and just was fully hysterical crying, you know, just for, for hours. I mean, there was so much stuff that came up that I think I'd been holding on to for years. Um, uh, you know, that as, as I now understand, being on the journey I've been on, you know, holding on to trauma and wounds and all these kind of things. But that just was a very, very healing, profound moment for me, you know, where I suddenly kind of felt very empowered to have done that, you know, in front, even in front of a couple of, couple of guy mates, where it usually would have been a bit, a bit scary to do that. Um, 
and I just felt, yeah, there's something here, something that I, I, I you know, just called me to kind of look deeper into this and, and kind of I looked mm. up self-help books. There was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which is, you know, I'd say essential reading for anyone on a spiritual journey. Yeah, yeah. And something just said that that's it. That's your book to, to, to listen to. So I listened to it on audio, audio, Audible. And it, it, it's a cliche, but it changed my life overnight because it just opened me up to this world of spirituality, something I, did, I had no idea about. I'd always been a, a realist. You know, I'd always been one of those sort of, prag- well, I don't want to call it pragmatic, but just very straight and narrow, toe the party line, you know, um, skeptical, closed-minded, shall we call it. Uh, but it just made so much sense to me and something which just, just awoke within me, the awakening. And uh, so yeah, when you say you were awoke there, Tobias, it was, it, what we could say was you were asleep before. I was, oh, yeah, 100%. Like yeah, a lot you of know. people still are. Yeah, yeah. It's the social conditioning, you know, the, the matrix, is, is they, is a lot of people call it. It, it had, me, had me deep. Um, yeah, I've been talking to a friend earlier on and we were talking about the matrix today um, and you just prompted that thought. I'll, I'll, I'll send you um, a clipping. Um, it's just something to read, but I'll send you that later. It is yeah, absolutely fantastic. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll love that. Talking about books then, what, so you've read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which is a fantastic book. What, yeah. Any others? I mean, a lot. Yeah. There's, there's so many books out there um, such as um, conversations with God. I don't know if you've yes, yes, yeah. Fantastic trilogy of books. Yeah, absolutely. I would recommend those to anybody. Yeah. Um, there was another one um, that I can't quite remember the name of. But any other what? What about other books? Do you, do you, yeah. Do you any other books? Uh, like you say, there's so many, um, and um, you know. All, 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 well, all, but certainly many of them profound in their own way. I mean, conversations with God for me that that took my journey to the next level. I think yeah, it took me same. to really having an understanding of this idea of God, not in the sort of religious tyrant man in the sky kind of thing, but but this this energy, you know, this 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 divine thing which you know flows through all of us. It just it just um, I think yeah. it's, someone else said, you know, I think it was a review of those books that you've given you've given me a God that I can believe in. And and that's how I felt, you know, it was like this is this is something I can I can get behind. And um yeah that that was powerful. I think the the number one that I number one book I always recommend and I I give this as recommended reading to all my clients or anyone that I speak with now is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Right. I don't know if you know Michael Singer's work, but No, I don't actually. Very incredible. He's so he's done two two bit two books. Uh, both of which I recommend. The first was the the untethered soul, which is it talks about a lot of the sort of you know the concepts of ego and the mind and and actually energy and emotions, but in a very sort of relatable way, so that I think anyone can pick up that book and and find something in it for them. So it, it's very powerful like that. Um, and another book he did called the Surrender Experiment, which I actually owe that sort of technique if you like, that he, he talks about there for, for, you know, where I am today. It's basically his life's journey, you know, where he had his awakening in, in, in college in America in the 60s or 70s, something like that, um, and sort of had this realisation that, you know, whenever I try and control life, it doesn't quite work out. But there seems to be a way that when I don't control it or when we as humans don't try and control it, life 
as a way of working out for the best. So what happens if I just let go and I trust life and I trust whatever comes up instead of listening to my ego? And so he did this and he did it, you know, throughout his whole life. And he, it's just an incredible life story. You know, he ended up building multi-billion pound businesses and finding this big spiritual community in America that he, he never really wanted to do, but he was kind of, you know, it almost fell into that path. He was guided to it. Um, and that, that's the idea of surrender, you know, surrendering to what life brings instead of, instead of what you try and control. Um, I owe that to finding the courage to surrender to this calling I felt to, to get, get myself out there, you know, and step into being a coach and, and, and stepping past the, shall we say, anxiety and the fear and the, the nervousness about, about putting myself out there that I had beforehand. Um, it, it was it was really really powerful. So I'd say those two from from Michael Singer are probably yeah. right up there for me. That's a massive step for you to that leap of faith. That has to take so much courage to leave a job and and go for that call and just leap for that calling as a spiritual mm. coach as a as a self healing coach. So I commend you for doing that. I mean that's something that holds a lot of people back thinking well actually what am i gonna do what what will i do for money what how will i pay my bills if i just leave my job so yeah. so yeah really well done for that for thank doing you that. thank you i mean you know i ha it's been it's been a process to get to that point and um you know it was a gradual bit i mean it started off with just making the decision that i wanted to set my own business up and then as you do when you start to awaken things started coming my way you know little YouTube ads that I usually would have skipped and I've always said, watch that. And it took me towards a training thing or, or a community that helped. And then I met my coach, my coach, uh, Frank, who is, who is incredible, very spiritual, very aligned. Um, and, and, you know, he was the one that sort of opened me up to the idea of becoming a coach. And it was probably, I think we were probably working together for maybe about four, four or five months. Um, before I signed my first client and, and I just said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going for this now, but let's, let's take the plunge, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah. I have to get another job. I have to get another job, but it felt like the time. And yeah, thankfully we're, we're still going. So that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So you, you, you still have your, your, your own mentor then at the minute. Yes. Yeah. So how do you think that that's for me, I have a couple of mentors that I can go to, that I watch on YouTube and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, how important do you feel it is to have a mentor? For, I mean, for me, if I'm working with a client and I need advice for that client, mm. that's where I would go to my mentor yeah. for as well. How important yeah. do you feel it is to have a mentor? I, I think it's really important. I mean, he he, he says to me that, that every coach should have a coach. And, okay. and I really, I, I, I definitely buy into that. Yeah. But I, I think everybody should have a coach or a mentor or a guide or a therapist or a person. You know, I think that there, there's a real, there's something very healing and spiritual. And, and just, you know, even if you're not a spiritual person, there's just something very profound about having someone who is just there to listen and be there and hold a space of non-judgment that we, we don't, we don't really have that today, you know? And, and I think unless you've had that experience, it, it, it's, something very different from going to a friend a friend might listen in non-judgment but they usually probably will impart their own you know perspective onto you a little bit um not to say that mentors can't do that but it's just yeah it's just something about it i think i think everybody should should definitely look at it yeah 
Yeah, it's about those, it's those different levels of listening as well, isn't there? Yeah. So, I mean, a mentor would hopefully be trained in those different levels of listening and listening to listening in a way that we would be able to understand ourselves. So not list, so not so the mentor not listening to understand and not listening to for to come up with questions and not listening for to to come in with their own thoughts, but listening enough so you can come up with your own thoughts and for yourself to understand. Because I, I, I feel that the more you talk through things, it comes back round and you answer your own questions. That's, it. that's, the, that's the real gift of coaching. You're just there to be a mirror. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, it's the same with therapy as well. People realising that the client's having a conversation with themselves in many ways, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and certainly, you know, I, I feel that, and, and I will offer something as a sort of reflection but it's always it's always their their wisdom that, that counts i think which is the right absolutely thing. because they have those answers inside they've got they've got the answers of the universe it's just a case of sitting with that and allowing those that knowledge to come through i mean so i suppose what did i what did i read today um your vibration is your location mm. and i love that because that's talking about your future self is sending you the wisdom that you need now. Yeah. So yeah. You, 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 in this present moment, you're sending your past self that information that they need. Yeah, yeah. So your vibration is your location. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I've heard that before, you know, it's like when you're thinking about a past event and you feel a bit of, you know, a twinge of regret or whatever it is, you're sort of communicating with with your you know your past self because there's this idea obviously everything is happening now you know there is no past and future no no so I, I, I like we have to turn that linear line that timeline around so all moments are in or everything's happening now even mm. past lives future lives lives on other planets it's all now it's all now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is uh, it's a, it's a fascinating concept and one that you can't understand with the mind, you know, <laughs> you just have to let, let the mind go. Yeah, no, uh, we can't, no, we can't comprehend that, can we? Yeah. Really? We can know it, but we can't comprehend it. We can't remember. I'm going to go back to the conversations with God, because that was talk, that talks about we're on, we're on this, we're, we're here to remember. And yeah. a lot of people say, yeah, I remember, I, I remember. But actually, do you? Because we know, we, we know that we're like bodies. In a, in a human form, but do we remember that? We don't remember that, and we won't remember fully, actually, until we move from this form and go into, the, into our true form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, just waffling, I'll start talking. No, I love it, I loved it. I, 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 right. I, I resonate, definitely, and I, I think it's, we, 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 we you know, the, the forgetting is like, is, because I, I'm sort of learning about this concept of, of samadhi at the moment, which is, you know, the sort of the, the eternal self, you know, and true deep meditation, completely disconnecting from the mind, disidentifying from it, untangling your consciousness from it and, you know, finding that state of, of nirvana, which, you know, we probably sometimes, if you meditate a lot or maybe you've taken psychedelics or whatever it is, you kind of get on the edges of it. But, um, you know, obviously some people might call it enlightenment. Um, but but I, I like the idea that it's sort of almost like whenever we, we come out of the state like that, you know, we, we forget again, even if we rationally, like I rationally know and I believe that, 
I'm more than this and I'm a, I'm a being of light and all those stuff, but I don't know it until I'm in that state, which I think was kind of what, what you were saying yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've not taken psychedelics, but I have just bought a new tea from Glastonbury. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's made with mugwort. I've tried mugwort on its own, but mm. to be honest, it didn't really do anything. Um, so I tried doubling the dose, doubling the tea, uh, and it still didn't do anything. So I've got a new tea now, which is called Moonflower, and that's mugwort and blue lotus flower. Petal. Wow, yeah. So, um, so John from, it was from Sons of Asgard in Glastonbury. Yeah. And they've just opened a few weeks ago on the high street and said, actually, if you, your meditations, if you have this tea, um, your meditations will become HD. Um, so it's about, so this tea is formulated, it's blended to help you get into that state, that right. deep state to go into shadow work and find mm. true enlightenment. So wow. have a look for that tea. I or, will, I will, yeah. Or come and do a tea ceremony together or yeah. something. Yeah, I, I, love, I love the idea of tea. I mean, I've just sort of got into herbal teas myself, but um, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to have a look at that one. Definitely. I've got um, chamomile and honey tonight. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, I haven't got anything with me, but I'll, I'll treat myself to something afterwards, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? Right, okay. I've, I've lost track. I've lost track. Of I know, it. we went deep. We went deep. And it's, we it's, did there, didn't we? So what about, I'm thinking of going back to yourself then, what about your own practices? What would you say you do? Maybe you might do things every day, but your own practices to build your own cathedral and any mm. tips for building, for, for, to build, to build that cathedral yeah. within us, that, that place in, of the universe that's within. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I, I, I say I, I'm a big, big believer in the morning routine. You know, I think it, it's the most, it's such an important thing and having that kind of sacred space that is yours, that allows you to, you know, kind of cultivate your energy. I think this is the, the key that I always say with people is, you know, the difference of, being a victim or being the creator to your life is how intentional are you being you know with with um waking up and creating that energy that you want to experience instead of just kind of you know reacting like a victim to kind of everything that's going on so i i, I so i i wake early so i get up sort of usually between 4 30 and 5 right and do some breathing exercises straight away um you know sort of wim hof style to oxygenate the blood you know get, get wake up a little bit uh, I hop straight in a cold shower and then I do sort of, you know, I do yoga, meditation, um, go outside and sort of do, I've just started doing this thing recently, which I got off a YouTube channel, I think, where I go outside in the cold and in my balcony and just sort of, you know, hold my hands and do a bit of like a, a manifestation, you know, sort of a, a surrender and then a, a bit of a prayer, um, a release of the attachment to that prayer kind of thing. And then a bit of gratitude. Yeah. Um, you know, other, other things like a gratitude journal and, um, or a bit of journaling itself, uh, and, and with my green tea. So I've got that kind of ritual down, which is, is like my every morning and it just, um, and it kind of becomes, becomes something natural that you just naturally do every day. Doesn't yeah. It? Yeah. You know, I, I, I love it. It's it particularly, particularly, I think that there's a bit of resistance when I first wake up till after I've got, you know, till I'm in the, in the cold shower, especially at the moment, because it's very, very cold. So yeah, once I'm out of that, it's great. I uh, I go out for the cold. I don't do a cold shower at home, but I'm usually um, 
swimming for half past six. Beautiful. Yeah. Usually do about 40 lengths at half past six. And then I spend some time in the sauna, so I'll have a bit of meditation in the sauna and then go in the cold shower there. Okay. So I'll do that there and then I'll come home, um, kind of turn the laptop on for work and then mindfully make porridge and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I find porridge can be quite mindful. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I actually intermittent fast as well. So I don't eat breakfast till sort of after I do my, my morning live streams. I do a live stream every morning at about eight. But it's always, it's always some kind of either porridge or, or like oats with, you know, chia yeah. seeds. It, I love it. Yeah, love it. It's, it's a yeah. very what did I have this I morning? I did um, porridge with uh, fruit and nut, fruit and nuts, coconut, um, mm. and honey, cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I cooked some apple into it as well. Yeah. So yeah, actually, that's pretty much exactly what I had this morning. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, minus the coconut. <laughs> so yeah, so it makes it quite. It can be quite a mindful practice. Yeah. In the morning, and that's part of my routine that I just do, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there's something to be said for sort of cultivating, you know, not just like getting a a sachet and microwaving it, you know, you're sort of preparing it and and putting a bit of love into it. I think think there's a lot for that, definitely. Yeah, definitely, because, what I mean, you can spend ages just stirring the pan, can't you? Mm. Because there's something about cooking, there's something about making porridge on the hob properly. Yeah. Um, there's just something about doing it that way. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just mindful. It's quite, it's relaxing to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's almost a meditation on its on its own. I definitely, definitely, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Good. What What would you recommend for other people if you were to say uh, to build your own cathedral? What, what yeah, it's it's you know, there's so many things you can do. Um, I. I it's it's almost it's almost counterproductive to list off everything because mm-hmm. I think it just becomes an, an overwhelming, you know, a bit of an overwhelm. And it's like I don't even know where to start. I, I think that it's about finding what works for you, you know, because um I mean there's an element where right, where you could say maybe cold showers aren't for you. I think there's an element where it's kind of like actually anything can be for you once you work through the kind of beliefs or Maybe you, maybe you're someone who identifies as some. You know, people are quite proud. Oh, I could never have a cold shower. I'm always, I love a hot shower. Or I'm not a morning person. That's not true. Strictly, you just identify as that at some level, and that that's yeah. what's creating that reality. But even if that's the case, you know, um, there's so many things you can do that that might work for you better. And I think it's just it starts with, and I think any any kind of growth or change starts with this. It starts with the why, you know, before the how and the what, I think, you know, is, is in why do you want to change? Why do you want to, to get up and do this? And then you can hone in on, well, you know, I want to feel more energized. I want to feel happier and, and more intentional and not be waking up and sort of stressed and tired all day. Okay, cool. Well, you have, you have that why. You can use that as your sort of your, 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 your guidance, you know, the, the end point that you want to get to what are going to be the right practices for you to do that? You know, what, what's your situation with where you are? And um, I think that's something that, that you can kind of work out for yourself then. But really, I, I would say if I was going to recommend, recommend a couple for everybody, I, I think that I kind of got this idea from, I think it was, I can't remember the guy, the guy who founded the 5am work club, uh, the 5am 
I can't remember. There, there's a guy, <laughs> something, something shot. I can't remember. Anyway, he's quite well known. Um, and he came up with this sort of 20-20-20 principle, which is like sort of 20 minutes of moving your body, 20 minutes of, of sort of mindful education, 20 minutes of learning in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so something like that, you know, I, th- I think meditation is something that everybody, sh- I'm wary of saying the word should, but I, I would certainly very advise everybody meditate and, and find a way of meditating that works for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I try and steer I try and steer away, uh, steer away from the shoulda, woulda, couldas. Yes, me too, me too, <laughs> me too. But it's, I, I certainly do advise it. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I but it, yeah, there's no... It's I a good practice to have. Yes, yes, yeah. There is no should. It's, it's all, it's all uh, yeah, free for choose. What would you say for you? How would you explain? How would you... What would you say spirituality is for you? How would you explain spirituality? I've come to explain it as an individual journey to know yourself. I think that's how I see it because, you know, it's the same with most words. You say one thing and it can mean a thousand different things to a thousand different people. You know, a lot of people will hear spirituality and they think, they think crystals and sage and, you know, yeah, exactly. And, and look, all those things are definitely an as- aspect of it for, for certain people. Yeah. But I think it's a very personal journey. Um, you know, I, I think it's just, it's just the, the quest to know yourself, know who yeah. you really are outside of all the programming and the, 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 the patterns and the trauma. Um, you know, and that's why no one can ever tell you what's true for you and you can't ever tell anyone else what's true for them. You know, so that, that's why I think spirituality is kind of the essence that religion's founded from and why there's a difference is because there's no kind of rules or guidance for spirit for just you know spirituality in itself because that's that's for the individual to decide the individual journey to kind of yeah there's um there's no governing body in spirituality no, no exactly. there's no governing body in in spirit is there yeah really no. so there's no there's no set rules i suppose that's where religion comes in because they've imposed set rules and we think religion comes from a place of fear more than anything because it's a case of um believing believing this god or this will happen Mm, mm, mm. yeah yeah i mean obviously you know some people would say sort of buddhism is, is is a religion but it's it's not quite in the same way, you know, I think it can, it can vary, but yeah, I, I definitely see it as, as like a, a framework almost or a methodology yeah. to get to the same kind of thing that, you know. Yeah, there's an argument with Buddhism, isn't it, to, to be as whether it is a religion or it's not, because yeah, yeah some people, I, I don't agree, I don't see Buddhism as being a religion because it's quite a personal, that's quite a personal yeah. process for me. But yeah, I agree. Like the Buddhist principles and like Reiki principles are like, aspects of christianity i uh i connect with christ consciousness um a lot of scripture ties in with what we do Um, a lot of scripture comes down to um sacred geometry and and numbers it's all maths it's it's so interesting hearing the bible through the lens of spirituality isn't it now and you know you hear all these famous passages 
one that comes immediately to mind is Jesus saying on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, this takes on a whole new meaning when you realize that, oh, he's talking about ego and people being yeah. unconscious and, um, you know, things like that. You know, knock, knock on the door shall be opened unto you or seek and the earth shall be given. This is all the law of attraction and manifestation. When you see it yeah, through that lens, yeah. it's, it's very interesting, isn't it? And yeah, and like Jesus himself was a, was a medium. Jesus was a healer. Jesus was a psychic. Um, Jesus, dare I say, Jesus was a Buddhist monk. Mm. He did go away to study in uh, in the East. Did he? Uh, I think that's in that in that period. There was an age gap where he came back when he was thirty or something. Right. In that age gap was when he went away to study in the East. So, did he go to Tibet? Did he go and study in Tibet? Who knows? Yeah. And Christians actually, the Christian faith actually take a lot of symbolism from from the flower of life let's 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 say the if i if, if i pronounce it wrong i apologize the vesica pisces which is the two circles yeah. um on the uh, the chalice well actually at the chalice well in glastonbury so mm. the christians have taken that christian fish from the center of those two circles and that's where their symbol of the fish came in mm. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know the, the the pine cone in the Vatican is quite a big in the Catholic faith, and I think that's related to the idea of sort of the flower of life and, and things like that as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or is that the pineal gland? I'm not something. Something. It something is. I, yes, I think it is the, the pine cone is the uh, pineal gland. Mm. I'm sure yeah. I've heard that before. I'm yeah. sure I've heard that before. So we we digress. We we get. <laughs> yeah. We do. We go on for ages, couldn't Absolutely. we? Absolutely, it's a rabbit hole. I want hole. to ask you about the platforms that you work on. What yeah. made you decide that TikTok was the platform for you? So I, I think initially I'd started on Instagram and I'd sort of, um, I started an account and then I thought, you know, uh, this is silly, why don't I just use my personal one and went through a bit of, a lot, a lot of fear actually kind of, I almost used the word coming out, that, that phrase. It was, it was sort of a little bit like that in front of all, all of my friends. You know, there was a lot of fear to work through, sort of this big change of identity, which obviously can be quite triggering for people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the ego likes things to be in neat little boxes and, and, and here's someone suddenly just completely changed and is, is talking about all this stuff. But, um, you know, it, it seemed pretty clear that TikTok was becoming the platform that was the best way to connect with people. Um, you know, uh, yes, yes, quick growth, but more importantly, connect with people directly. Um, you know, the power of video, the power of the lives, and just the way that it was growing. Um, my my coach and I and the others sort of within that community, you know, made the decision to get on TikTok, and I I just I, I you know I started to really enjoy it and, and found some pretty good success quite quite early on. Um, and uh, I never really looked back from there, to be honest. So, yeah, that was that was it. A lot of people are walking away from platforms such as Facebook and Twitter yeah. and in, even Instagram. People are walking away from those, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, it's they've I think there's a number of reasons. I think I think the power of of of, of companies like Facebook or Meta as it's now becoming probably. 
That's and the, quite the scary, actually. It is, yeah, and, and, and the censorship and, and the sort of the, the prevalence of advertisement, you know. But TikTok's not free of those things either. And, and certainly at the moment, we're, we're seeing the, there's a real push towards, you know, pay to, pay to win kind of things um, and, and a lot of censorship still going on. I, I, I feel the future lies in, in the blockchain, you know, the, the, the infrastructure that cryptocurrencies are housed on, decentralized platforms basically that that aren't that aren't censored you know aren't aren't governed in the world according to google the world according to twitter or facebook um which i think is important but yeah it's just a, a little bit of time from that i think yeah yeah um my one of one of my mentors in fact um her name's her name's chrissy mark chrissy sawyer one of my mentors and actually she was my therapist in 2012 yeah. Um, it was at a period where I thought, actually, there's got to be something else. Mm. Um, and so I put myself into therapy and it turned out that my therapist was Chrissy. Um, and it quickly turned into, do I need, is this now a therapy session or a mentoring session? Mm. So we really had to change that contract around. Um, and it was, so it was Chrissy that got me, that got me into meditation, got me into Reiki um got me into holistic therapies and all that int just introduced me to all of that sort of stuff um and that's kind of how i became a reiki master and all and a meditation coach and a life coach um card reader and all that sort of stuff um but she now predominantly she's actually not on instagram either now but she only works on youtube yeah um but fantastic, so insightful, so tuned in. In fact, I will share, I will share her link with you later. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. I'm sure that you will find Chrissy really insightful as well. How, do you have any mentors on YouTube or anything like that that you follow that you think actually that would be good for other listeners or anything like that? Yeah, I, I mean, there's certainly there's certainly accounts and channels and things that I follow. I mean, I certainly not people that I, I know and speak to directly. Uh, there's this this American guy who's quite big on YouTube called Aaron Doughty. Um, he's yes, yeah, you may know. He's yeah. quite quite. But he he was a big. He's still I still watch a lot of his content. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of my healing focuses around the the people pleaser wound, the abandonment wound, you know, and sort of anxious attachment style type things. Um. He does a lot of content around that, which I think I, I found very helpful. Uh, I'm trying trying to think who, who else. It's to be honest, I, I probably more more than those things often, you know, turn to podcasts and audio books. Um, but yeah, he, he sticks out top of the mind. I know there's a lot of a lot of Eckhart Tolle stuff is on is on YouTube as well, which is is really good. Um, and uh, and there's a uh, do you know the company you know well the organization sounds true uh no i don't actually i've not heard of that so they're they're really 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 good um i think you know for instance michael singer who we mentioned there's a lot of his his speeches his recordings are, are his podcasts on their youtube channel um got some sort of tony robbins interviewing him and, and things like that so there's a lot of a lot of a collection of spiritual teachers on there um, so yeah, under under sounds true, and uh, they're really good. I think they're an organisation in America. Bro, good. Hey, 
Okay, I'm going to move on to a couple of uh, generic questions, a couple of different topics. Um, so I've got a list. I've got a list, but I will select a couple of uh, good ones. Can you tell me? So let's talk about life lessons. What sort of, what life lessons did you learn the hard way? Nobody can save you. You have to save yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, my, my whole ethos is this idea, be your own savior. Uh, and that's really the, the coaching, the community that, that sort of around you know, my audience and, and my coaching is focused on is, is, is that because my, my journey went from waiting, believing that someone was going to come along and, you know, save me, complete my life, basically, in the form of a relationship. Uh, I think a lot of people get this from Disney films and rom-coms and things to realising that was never going to happen, uh, you know, that nobody can complete you because you already are complete and you've just got to, you've got to go on that journey to, to do it for yourself. So yeah. yeah, that's definitely, definitely number one for me. Yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of people look at healing as, miss it as as having things missing from themselves yeah um but actually no you you already have it you just need to remove that blockage yeah. you need to remove to become that yeah. whole you that that yeah that entered that I uh, what i'm trying to well, say I, I, yeah but i would say it's more about letting go and unlearning than it is about adding and learning yeah we have so much to unlearn yeah so much conditioning to unlearn it's uh, it's like taking literally unwrapping that onion, taking those onion layers off. We have so many layers of conditioning, don't we? So yeah. it's really taking us back selves back down to that base level, and then building that cathedral from there. Yeah. Really, yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. And, and you know, this is again coming out of the, the victimhood consciousness and realizing. And I say that's another thing. You know, you're not a victim. You know, and, and we can, yes, you can be victimized. You may be the victim of abuse or something horrible, but having the identity of a victim, you know, is something that, that you choose, is a response that you choose. You have the power to kind of view everything that happens to you as an opportunity, you know, as an opportunity is to, to grow. Um, and um, yeah, I think what you just described is the essence of that, really, isn't it? And, and sort mm -hmm. of letting go of those victimhood programs and then choosing as you put it how to build your your cathedral how to create your life yeah definitely i've got something in my mind then and it's gone so it couldn't <laughs> have been that important it may come back you never know hopefully yeah what was it gonna what was i gonna say i've got no idea sorry um i also i was gonna I was, actually no i was thinking about self-judgment have you suffered have you worked A lot of people that I talk to at the minute um, come to me from a place of self-judgment and comparison to mm -hmm. other people. Have you found yourself doing that? Have you found yourself comparing yourself in the past to what other coaches do and things like that? Yes, I would say I not. I don't do it as much these days as I certainly used to. It was a big part of my past, a big part of the not feeling good enough, you know, not feeling worthy, sort of seeing, again, I think you, a lot of my story rested around sort of relationships and this idea of, of, of wanting, wanting love. I think that's a big part of my, my life path perhaps, but, um, you know, a lot of comparison there. 
for where I am now, on the whole, I feel very confident and comfortable in, in myself and in my own path. However, there is, I think, particularly at the moment, you know, being, being quite open, um, I have a, a desire to, to grow my audience and grow my presence and, and, and connect with more people and, and obviously expand the business. But, but import, most importantly, to, to impact more people. That's happening quite slowly at the moment. And, and there is a lot of comparison that comes in at the moment from sort of seeing these people with lots of followers and thinking, well, do I need to do videos like that or videos like that? Um, so that, that's definitely something I'm experiencing at the moment. Um, and I think it's all part of this journey, learning to really be my true authentic self, um, mm. which, which is, 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 again, a gradual process that I'm getting towards. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that everybody's different we're, we're all different we all have something totally different to offer um um in my spiritual circle i think uh, I, I used to think oh, i wish i was so much more like that person because they're yeah. so fluent in 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 language and with the words that they use and um and i think actually no because i relate to people relate to to me yeah in 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 my way and I'll relate to, so, so yeah, I think it's about being individual and finding your, finding your own path, finding your yeah. own, doing things. And it. it is so hard to not compare yourself to somebody else and think, oh, they're so, they're so much better than this at me. But actually remember, we're all at different levels as well. Yeah. We're all along, we're all on that path, but we might not be at the same stage. So that's it. Yeah. We don't, yeah. All, we don't all have that same understanding of, a topic do we i suppose no, no. And, and i really love the idea that the best gift we can ever give to the world is is us is you you know is me as authentically real as we are flaws and all you know and and that, that that's what we're here to do I, I i love that idea and it's it's i think it's what so many of us struggle with because we're so conditioned to be like everybody else to want to be like everybody else you know to to shun individualism in in instead sort of the ways where it really is at our soul um and uh, and yeah i think i think that's a powerful thing to, to connect with to, to find strength and, and see you as you are as, as the biggest gift you can give yeah yeah brilliant what about do you get out into nature much yes and no. what you do yeah, I mean, so when I when I started, I had this this idea, this this sort of <laughs> uh, this phrase, "hug trees, chat breeze," which was kind of like a you know what I started doing was going out into nature, hugging trees because I, I like to hug trees. It's yeah. a very very spiritual thing to do, very grounding. Um, I would just sort of film videos, but I don't do it as much at the moment. Um, I'd like to get back to it. Um, part of it is that you know living in the city centre, there's not a lot nearby, and I don't drive, so it, it's there's that kind of this is just an excuse i'm fully aware of that by the way because i live in in the yorkshire dales or my doorstep it's not hard to get a train somewhere and find some nature yeah. um but uh, you know i think that's probably been part part of the resistance to it when i do though it's it's i, I love doing it and, and recently i did take a week um trekking around the scottish highlands in, in a van with with my with my sister uh, two of my sisters actually one of them who, who lives in her own van with her husband and that was that was very powerful so um yeah that must have been an amazing experience yeah, i would love to i would love to live dare i say i'd love to live in a van yeah, I'd, yeah. Love to, I'd love to have that that freedom that that 
free lifestyle or a boat. I've always fancied having a canal boat. Yeah, yeah. Well, funny enough, my, my parents moved to Norwich not that long ago. And about two weeks before I went off to live in the van for the week in Scotland, my dad and I rented a boat and sailed around the Yorkshire Broads for a couple of days. So oh. I kind of had the taste of both. And I was like, I want both of these things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe one day we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Getting out into nature is quite important for me at the minute. That's one of the main things that I do to recharge, rest, recuperate. Yeah. So getting out, because I'm quite, I mean, on the border of Derbyshire in the Dales. Mm. So getting out into Derbyshire, um, started um, wild swimming earlier this year. Yeah. Um, so that's quite invigorating. Um, and I trained in Shinrin Yoku as well. So I'm a, a Shinrin, a, a forest bathing practitioner as yeah. well. So, yeah. so if you do ever fancy doing anything like that. I'd love to do that. I'd love to give forest bathing a go. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... So yeah. Um, two, two, two last questions. If you could teach the whole world one concept, what would it be? <laughs> Oh, I need a minute. I need. I need a few few seconds to think. I'm going to make one. it hard for you as well. You're not allowed to say. You're not allowed to tell me. I will teach them that nobody nobody's coming to save them. Yeah. No. I was. I was not going to pop out <laughs> and say the same thing there. You're not allowed to say what you've already said. Well, you can do if you like. I'm not that. I'm not that horrible. I think I think the top of my mind is an understanding of I'm, I'm going to I'm going to call it an understanding of trauma and how trauma works. But but I think really within that it's basically emotions, how to feel and regulate your own emotional state. You know, because I think that's at the root of so many of our problems individually and as a collective is is this disconnection from emotions that we've got i'm learning a lot about trauma at the moment from from the likes of, of gabor gabor mate i'm not sure if you've heard of gabor mate um and and how much that impacts us and, and i think we, we've just we've fundamentally as a species lost our connection to our our natural gut instincts and our feelings and our emotions over you know the last few, few thousand years of civilization which is causing a lot of problems, a lot of disconnect from nature, a lot of, you know, collective and individual trauma, which, which leads to a lot of problems as well. So um, uh, for me, that would be it, I think, because when, when, when you realise that for pretty much everybody, you know, most of the sort of surface level things you deal with usually come back to, you know, have their roots in, in childhood wounding or, or, you know, generational trauma that gets passed on to you from parents and grandparents and, and all of that stuff. Um, it's a very powerful thing to understand. And, and, and I think, I think that's, that's at the heart of the healing journey, you know, and why it's important that we heal um, individually and as a collective. So, so I would, I would say that. Brilliant. You took me off then to, I remember, years ago with regards emotions somebody said the difference between feelings and emotions feelings come and go a feeling a feeling will come and it will leave emotions have stories attached to them mm. 
mm. that they'll have something attached and that's why we keep emotion where a feeling is fleeting mm. i've not i've not i've not heard it described as that i think i i i, I like that idea i mean this is again when we get down the angle of of uh, there's this quote actually you might have heard it in 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 the it's in the conversations with god where he says words are the least reliable purveyor of truth i always i tell people that all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i always say that is why that is why spirit energy communicates with us through song through color through birds through through feelings because words are the most it's the easy so words are the easiest thing to to misunderstand yeah 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 i love those books i love those books i remember i remembered earlier on i was going to say when we're talking about conversations with god and i was going to say um it's not until we remember that we are part of god that we understand we have the power to create a universe Mm. we are that powerful we can create a universe Mm. we have have the power of god we have we have that power yeah yeah we are god we are we are creators in in a sense yeah 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 so i wonder if oh i'm gonna get really deep now (laughs) i wonder if the god that we talk about is actually an energy that remembered it was part of another god and created its own universe <laughs> wow i love that idea yeah yeah i i, I like it because you, you hear people sort of say well you know what if what if we are just like like a, a an atom you know that this universe or this universe is like a cell you know and then because i think there's the idea as above so below or, or that it's infinite in every direction so there is no bottom that's like you know the smallest bit of particle that we see could be a universe in itself and and maybe it just goes on and on and on um sort of a similar similar idea i think to what you were saying but mm. yeah I, I like the way you put it i make things simple i suppose <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, good, Last, it's a good talent to have <laughs> i'm used to uh, when i worked as a trainer i was used to having to break down questioning like questioning permission professional discussions and things like that working with some of the learners i'm so used to having to break things down and make it simple to understand yeah so i yeah. think that's a good knack to have i think it's one of the talents that i have Definitely. last question last question because I'm, I'm aware that you've you've got another appointment at half past so i won't keep you can you tell me what you are grateful for today something oh. that you're grateful for Many, many things, many things, Phil. I, well, I'm grateful being here with you. Not to not to say the obvious thing, but that's the that's the first person that comes up. I, I, I think you know, top of my mind actually. I, I just started a, a new kind of breathing technique. I say new kind of breathing technique. I, I said I do breathing techniques in the morning, and um, for the last sort of few days, I've been doing just sort of 15 minutes of of deep breathing in and out, and I've had three days in a row of, of some pretty mystical experiences uh from doing that just just this big like my whole body sort of vibrating um you know feeling a lot of blockages release um 
and 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 just feeling very high on life after it. And and I think I'm I'm very grateful to have added that to to my routine. Um, so I'm going to say that. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank- what are you grateful for? Can I ask you that? Oh, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for um, opportunities. I am grateful for being pushed out of my comfort zone on a daily basis. Um, I'm grateful for change and challenge and grateful for that opportunity to work on that resistance to change. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a part. I love bringing gratitude to pain, gratitude to challenges you know, and seeing them as, as the opportunities to grow. I think that's, that's really powerful. Yeah. And I have so much gratitude, Tobias, for yourself. So thank you for being with yes. us this evening. It's been such a pleasure. And I hope, actually, that we could have gone on for that long. I would, I love, to, I would love to have you back for another episode. Let's do it. And maybe join, join with Glenn and Julie as well. Yeah. Um, Julie works predominantly, Julie works predominantly, Julie works um, as a yoga instructor and a healer. She works with Egyptian and Atlantean energies. Wow. Um, Yeah. She's also a singer, songwriter, and she channels um, Karen Carpenter. Right. Um, So that is fabulous to listen to when she's singing. Um, She also owns a, a koi carp shop and glad so julie is like really really busy writing yeah. albums and that sort of stuff wow Glenn works uh full-time as a medium and spiritual coach as well mm. and also a music produ- a music producer and um a drummer in a band so mm. uh so we were wow. really quite busy but uh, yeah we were kind of thrown together in january um I went. I met Julie last December properly. Said, "Oh, can I book him for healing?" We we're just drawn to each other. Mm. And I booked him for healing with Julie, and um, I said, "Do you know what? I really fancy. I really feel that I'm being pushed into doing a podcast." And she said, "Well, that sounds good." I said, "Do you fancy doing? Do you fancy doing something like that?" She went, "Yeah." And then um, we spoke to Glenn about it. And the week after, literally the week after, we were recording the first episode. Amazing. So, so the universe, the universe loves really speed. pushed that together really yeah. quickly. Yeah, brilliant. I'd love to come back on. I'd love to meet. I'd love to meet the other two as well. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, been yeah, a pleasure. Um, and thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. Yeah. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. We would love for you to subscribe and share. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page.
Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.